everyone. You're listening to the brand new Artist Chronicles podcast from the Institute for Arts Integration and STEAM. And this is episode two. Each week, we will highlight an artist. It could be a visual artist, a dancer, an actor or actress, or a singer. But we aren't going to tell you their name. Throughout the podcast, it's your job to listen and to try and figure out who we're talking about. I'm your host, Linda Johnson, and I'm excited to be with you today. Are you ready? Let's go. Our story begins in February 1977, when twin baby boys were born into a family of six in Los Angeles, California. Their father was a Nigerian man who came to America on a scholarship to further his studies. Once he finished his courses, he returned to Nigeria, leaving their six children in the care of a now single mother. There was no reliable source of income for their family as the boys grew up. They learned to live off of welfare checks and their mother's thrift store. There was no building or signage, just a little plot of sidewalk outside their home where they sold things like used books, wind-up Victrolas, tarnished gold picture frames, and porcelain figurines. When inventory got low, They'd all pile into an old Dodge van that backfired loudly and go searching for more discarded items from their neighbor's trash to sell. The boys remember being so embarrassed having to do this, but things were about to change. Their mother enrolled in school to study linguistics and became a teacher. She was very, very aware of the dangers of living where they did and the likelihood that her children would end up in trouble. So she decided to enroll her children into after-school arts and literacy programs in an effort to keep them safe and out of harm's way. They'd spend over five hours a day on a bus to get to these programs, and while the kids didn't appreciate it then, that decision was the one that changed the course of one of the twins' lives forever. Not long after they started the art program, the young twins were two of 48 children chosen to go study on an arts exchange program at a conservatory of art outside of St. Petersburg, Russia. Both boys were very gifted at visual art, and it sparked an intense competition between them. They would challenge each other to see who could create the most realistic images. When they returned to the U.S., One brother continued with his art studies, while the other one tended more towards business. After his graduation from the Los Angeles County High School for the Arts, our artist spent the summer traveling to several art galleries in the Los Angeles area. He gravitated towards the styles of Thomas Gainsborough, an English portrait painter, and John Constable, whose specialty was landscape paintings. He went on to earn his Bachelor of Fine Arts from the San Francisco Art Institute in 1999 and jumped straight into earning his Master's of Fine Arts on a scholarship to Yale University School of Art, graduating in 2001. He realized early on in his school career that he should create art that he wanted to create and not necessarily the art that his professors wanted him to create. 
One day, not long after he finished at Yale, he was walking through the streets in Harlem, New York. Looking down, he noticed a piece of paper crumpled up on the sidewalk. So he picked it up. It was a mugshot. From that simple mugshot, his mind began to whirl and he started to think about the differences between the mugshot and portraiture. He thought, what is portraiture? It's choice. It's the ability to position your body in the world for the world to celebrate you on your own terms. In a mugshot, you don't have those same choices. All the choices are taken away. He began to experiment using mugshots to create paintings. That spurred new questions for him, like whether or not portraiture is ever able to communicate anything more than just the physical traits of the person being painted. Around the same time, this young man was hired by the Studio Museum in Harlem as an artist in residence. For $500 a month, he would paint by day and sleep on the museum grounds at night. He claims that that experience made him the artist he is and paying it forward became one of his goals. In 2019, he realized that dream when he opened the Black Rock Studio in Dakar, Senegal. As with any artist, during his time studying in Russia and in college, he studied art history, including the Old Masters. The term Old Masters usually refers to any European painter who lived or created art before about 1800. A few of the really well-known artists considered masters are da Vinci, Rembrandt, and Goya, but there are many, many more. What sets this artist apart from many of his contemporaries is how he'll take backgrounds from different time periods. For example, one that resembles the Rococo style and replace the European aristocracy usually pictured with black protagonists he sees on the streets. Essentially, his artwork blurs the lines between traditional and contemporary representation in portraiture. When asked about the meaning behind this mashup, he says that he is interrogating the notion of the master painter and that his figurative paintings quote historical sources and position young black men within that field of power. This artist has enjoyed many accolades and awards. In 2011, he received the Artist of the Year Award from the New York City Arts Teachers Association United Federation of Teachers as well as an award by the same name from the Canteen Magazine. The National Portrait Gallery in Washington, D.C. included his work as part of their recognized exhibit in 2008, and in 2010, he was commissioned by Puma to create four portraits of prominent African soccer players. Puma then incorporated patterns from his paintings into their athletic gear. But perhaps the most important commission of his life came in 2016 when President Barack Obama had selected this artist to paint his official presidential portrait. It took him over two years to complete this piece. It was unveiled in February 2018 and looked very different from past presidential portraits where the subject painted with a realistic background usually the Oval Office, and pose in a way that depicts their intelligence and power. Obama's portrait, however, 
had him sitting casually on a chair, open collar, no tie, amongst a floral background. Later that same year, he was included in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2018. Have you figured out who this mystery painter is yet? It is Kahinde Wiley. Did you know that he studied in Russia or became known for his mashup style creations? Have you seen one of his pieces in person? He has such an impressive resume so far. It will be exciting to see what he does next. This has been a production by the Institute for Arts Integration and STEAM. Teachers, for additional lessons and downloads that correspond to this lesson, please check out more information at artsintegration.com forward slash accelerator.